What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Amateleka TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Jai Shields, here on this Saturday, the final day of July, July 31st, the year 2021, and we got a lot to talk about and a lot to do today. Be all over the 2021 MLB trade deadline that occurred yesterday. Get into all the trades here at the top. We even got a major trade, the National Basketball Association, as Russell Westbrook is now a member of the LA Lakers. We will get into that. We will get into Aaron Rodgers returning to, uh, or excuse me, reporting to training camp as a member of the Green Bay Packers and bringing uh, the former uh, Green Bay Packer wide receiver Randall Cobb along with him. And I will give you my uh, two uh, a couple of thoughts on uh, what's going on over uh, in Tokyo as far as the uh, delayed Summer Olympics are concerned. But before we get into any any of that, and yes, I know that you are, yes, and there was a reason why I was not on on uh, Wednesday. My apologies for that. And if you all follow me on social media, you know the exact reason why there was no episode uh, out on Wednesday. And I will get into that and, and share stories and have some laughs as far as my uh, outing with uh, with uh, Christopher Mad Dog Russo and his son Colin Russo, both uh, friends of the podcast program. We will get into that come Wednesday show, but there's so much to talk about in the world of sports here on this Saturday, is that, you know, you get so many topics to talk about, and I can't be sitting here doing a five-hour show, so you gotta, so you kind of have to cut it, you know, get the, get the meat and throw, take the meat off the bone and throw the bone out the window, uh, as far as uh, the important things we want to get to here on this uh, weekend program. But where we begin is uh, the uh, trade deadline with Major League Baseball, and we'll just and I'll go down all the trades and all the big time trades in case you missed it, and just as a just as a recap, and then of course I will give you uh, my thoughts on every single team that either traded players or acquired players, the winners and losers of the trade deadline. This, that, and the other. You had the Yankees. The Yankees were busy. Uh, were busy the last uh, forty-eight hours or so. They landed Joey Gallo. Uh, the Joey Gallo trade came down when I was at the game with uh, the Russos on Wednesday. The Joey Gallo trade makes absolutely no sense. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. He's a career two. He's a career two ten hitter with one hundred and forty-five home runs, three hundred three hundred seventeen RBIs. And 385 hits, and on the season he's hitting 220 with 25 home runs and 55 RBIs. I mean, as if the as if the New York Yankees don't need enough sluggers on it. I understand that they are depleted as far as having a solid left-handed bat in their lineup is concerned. You know, Brett Gardner, and that's about it. D.D. Gregorius is out the door. Uh, Mark Teixeira was a tw- who was a switch hitter for them back in the day, long retired. Uh, uh, of course. Uh, all the Yank, all the great Yankee left-handed hitters, Ruth, all of them. So, I, so that was that was historically the Yankees have always been known for having a good uh, hitter at the left hand in the left-handed batter's box. I understand that part of their problem this season is because they are too, their lineup is too heavily based on the right-handed side of the plate. What the Yankees, but at the same time, the Yankees do not need another Joey Gallo, a guy that either hits home runs or strikes out. The Yankees don't need that right now at this game, at this stage in the game, at this point in the season. The Yankees do not need a do do not need another. Giancarlo Stanton or another form of a, of a Gary Sanchez on their on their hands. Where 
where they, where they, if they make contact, they hit the ball hard and it goes a long way. And if they don't make contact, they swing and miss and create a nice, uh, and create a nice uh, gust of a breeze for their opposition sitting in the uh, third and sitting in the. Uh, or excuse me, their teammates, rather, sitting in the first or base side dugout. The Yankees don't need that. So when that trade came down on Wednesday night, I was very, very, very baffled and very confused of why the New York Yankees, I mean, they didn't give up much form. I mean, they didn't give up much form, if you want to call that a positive. But at the same time, I mean, trained for, trained for a guy that's hitting 220. I mean, at, at, this stage in, at this stage in the game, do the Yankees really need a guy who's hitting you know who's hitting 220 his high his highest batting average he's ever had in his career was 253 in 2019 i mean this is a guy i understand he hits the ball out of out of the ballpark a ton 2017 2018 he had 40 plus home runs and he's hit more he's hit 20 home runs or more uh five times in his career i get that and in his season high of RBIs was in 17 and 18, where he had 41 home runs, drove in 80, and in 2018 had 40 home runs and drove in 92. But if you recall, those 2017, 2018 uh, Texas Ranger teams that he was on did absolutely nothing. Did not qualify for the playoffs. Were were, ir- were irrelevant as far as playing competitive baseball is concerned in the American League West. Uh, and those and those were the two years. Uh, and those were the two years which the uh, in which you had. DA in which you, in which the Astros ended up went, ended up uh, winning the division. So I mean, I don't I don't I don't get it. With so far uh, with Texas this season, he hit he he was hitting two twenty three in uh, in ninety five games. He's hitting two twenty three with twenty five home runs, fifty five or and fifty five RBIs. I mean, uh, all right, okay. I mean, we we gonna throw a parade because Joey Gallo hits over twenty plus home runs. I mean, fifty five RBIs. That's like on pace to finish at best seventy ish RBIs when it's all said and done at the end of the season. Maybe a little more than maybe in the low mid eighties. But I mean, Joey Gallo. I mean, really, I understand you need a left-handed bat, but the Yankees do not to take advantage of the short porch out and right. But I don't understand why the Yankees feel the need. You know, it's it's covering a gunshot. It looks like I told Colin at the uh, at the game on Wednesday night. It's like covering a gunshot wound with a Band-Aid. You know the Yankees' problem is the fact that they are too, that they are too, that they're imbalanced. Not only do they not have enough left-handed uh, batters in, uh, up and down their lineup one through nine, but also they have too many guys that can hit the ball out of the ballpark, and they're that team that's dependent on hitting home runs. And if they don't hit home runs, they're not going to score runs. When you don't score runs, you don't win games. The Yankees need players that's going that the Yankees need players that has the you know that has the ability to get on base, move the runner. You know if there's a runner on first. If there's a runner on uh, first and third, and they're down, and they're down four, and they're down uh, five runs, try not to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Try to put the ball in play, get the runner from third home, move the runner up from first base to second base, maybe even third on a base hit, and create some foot traffic along the base paths, and uh, and 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 load up and juice up the bases and get base runners when the Yankees are down by you know three, four, five, six, seven runs in a game. A guy that's going that's going a guy that's going to get a nice uh, a nice little bloop single every now and again that's going to that's going to uh, 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 that's going to 
pinpoint that's going to literally find a patch in the area of grass that that and they can find it and they can like it's like shooting a dirt and and directly pinpoint where that baseball is going to go right off the bat you know someone who's going to create traffic on base when they get on base and steal a couple of bases players that aren't that aren't uh, so trigger happy on hitting the ball 500 feet you know players that's going to get on base and 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 and, and not and not be so worried about style points with the home runs and and the hard hit balls and the exit velocity and all that nonsense so the Joey Gallo trade really really uh, puzzled me and um and so far, and and so far as a New York Yankee, he's 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 zero for four with uh, with two strikeouts on with two strikeouts on a walk. So it remains to be seen if the Joey Gallo trade will end up working out for the New York Yankees. The Yankees also traded for Andrew Heaney, who uh, who is pitcher for the um, pitcher for the uh, formerly for the. Uh, L.A. Angels of Anaheim this season with this season with the Angels uh, he this season with the Angels he has a 5.27 e, 5.27 ERA appeared in 18 games this season he's pitched 94 innings giving up 92 hits 55 55 runs uh, uh, giving up 31 giving up 31 walks 16 home runs uh, let's see his opponent do I can I get his opponent batting average here I don't think I can. But his average, but his ERA on the season is five point two seven. I mean, the Yankees, the Yankees need all the pitching help they can get. But my, but oh my goodness, I mean, if Andrew Haney's the best you can come up with, I mean, God, God bless you, New York. And then of course, and I'll get to, uh, and I'll get to. Uh, oh, um, Anthony Rizzo. How can I forget? I miscombobulated here on my show sheet. And then of course they trade for, and of course they trade for Anthony Rizzo, who should give, uh, who should provide some thump. Uh, throughout that Yankee lineup, he homered last night. The Yankees are down in Miami to take on the Marlins uh, this weekend. Anthony Rizzo, of course, uh, formerly of the uh, formerly of the Chicago Cubs, their first baseman. Another left hand, I believe. I believe Rizzo was left-handed. I think so. I I should I should be able to I should know that, but I believe Rizzo was left-handed. Rizzo left-handed. Uh yes, he is left-handed. That's what I thought. Um, so so the so give the so give Cat now. Here's now here's the thing with Cashman and Stein and Hal Steinbrenner. If they if if the, if Rizzo get if Rizzo and Gallo primarily if they fail, that's it. Not on, not only are the Yankees are finished. You you might as well. That's it. If they if they go down and the team goes down, the G the GM's going down with them, and as well as Boone. So so they went out there and they got two left-handed hitters. Now, Grant, those are guys that you know that have a lot of home run pop. Again, Yankees, you know, a gunshot wound with a band-aid, and you, you know, I understand you need left-handed hit. You need left-handed hitting as as desperately as you possible as you know as desperate as desperate enough as anybody. But I mean. I mean, I mean, left hand. I mean, power hitters. I mean, a little rough, a little rough. But he's hitting 252 this season, 15 home runs, 41, 41 RBIs. Now Rizzo, he's a guy who can get on base. You know, he's a career lifetime 269, 270 hitter. So he can he can do a, he can do a little bit of both. He can he can hit for and I don't mean he's going to hit in the 280s, 290s, 300s. But you know, he's a he's a nice nice hitter. 
nice hitter, uh, formerly of course with the uh, formerly of course with the Chicago Cubs. Um, but it remains to be seen whether or not those deals will work out for the Yankees. Uh, Joey Gallo can't hit his way out of a paper bag right now, wearing the Yankee blue and gray. And so far, and so far, so good with uh, Anthony Rizzo as member the of, as a member of the New York Yankees. He went deep last night in their win against Miami. So we'll see if the moves work for the Yankees. They still need help in the back of their bullpen. Their bullpen is very spotty. Again, Chad Green, <clears throat> I've seen enough. Um, starting pitching, starting pitching can be a, can be a little iffy at times, but let's see. I mean, it's put up a shut up time for the Yankees. Matter of fact, if you go through the Yankees schedule, uh, right quick. If you go through the Yankees schedule throughout the rest of the or for the, for the last two months of the season, all through August and all throughout um, September, they are at my they're at Miami this weekend. Then they come home. They play my or for a nice uh, for a nice uh, ten game no nine game homestand. Three against uh, or seven excuse me seven game homestand. Three against my Orioles. Four against the uh, Seattle Manners in games that they're going to have to the games that they need against Seattle, who they're going to have to chase as far as the American League wild card is concerned. Then they go on the road to play Kansas City for three. Then the White Sox. Then, then the White Sox come back home, play the Angels, double head uh, a double header on the 17th of August, and they play Boston again on the 18th, and then they have a stretch against Minnesota for four. Go on the road to play Atlanta. Head to the West Coast to play Oakland and the Oakland and the Angels to head into September. Then come back home, play my Orioles again, play Toronto again, uh, or not again, but they play Toronto at home, play the Mets up at City Field, then come back to my neck of the woods to Baltimore from uh, September 14th through the 16th. Head back home to play Cleveland, Texas, and then they finish out the season against Boston, Toronto against Boston, Toronto, and then the first weekend of the month of October to close out the regular season. Um, it's uh, against uh, at home against Tampa. So they have so, so their last three series to close out the regular season are teams that they're going to have to beat if they want to make a playoff push in Boston, Toronto, and Tampa, and then teams outside of the uh, outside of the division that they're going to need to beat as far as uh, to keep pace in a wild card is Seattle. Uh, is Seattle coming up? Uh, is coming up next weekend. Um, Chicago, of course, although Chicago, you think is going to have the division down, and then of course you got to take care of business against the Oakland A's, who are sitting there too in the American League West that they're going to have to play uh, in late August. And then of course Anthony Rizzo was gone. His also his fellow teammate on as a. A, a former teammate of his on the Chicago Cubs, Javi Baez. He is now a New York. He is now a New York Met. The Mets get some. Uh, the Mets get some infield help as the Mets have been very, very, very spotty. They are currently sitting at. They're currently sitting at 54 and 48. Uh, first place by three and a half games ahead of the Phillies in the NL East. They uh, they have split. They are five and five in their last ten games. They've lost two straight, sitting with a negative run differential. They go out there and get uh, and they go out there and get Javi Baez to help out their lineup and to help out um, and to help out their infield. Javi Baez right now currently is hitting on the season. Uh, let's see. Javi Baez currently sitting right now on the season at standby. He is hitting currently at 
248 with 22 home runs, 65 RBIs, 13 stolen bases this season. His last seven games, last 15 games, as a matter of fact, he's hit the cover off the ball, hitting 333, uh, 19 hits, three home runs, 13 RBIs. So we'll see if Javi Baez will provide a little bolster and a little bit of a jolt into that Mets lineup that a lot of times really, 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 really struggles uh, to score runs. I mean, getting runs out of them sometimes is like pulling teeth, which explains why they're in first place sitting with a negative uh, with a negative run differential. The Nationals have finished. I mean, I, and if I would have came on the air Wednesday, would have bashed the Nationals left and right. I mean, their season, their season. I mean, you could say you can make the argument that their season was over prior to last weekend, but when they came into uh, came into Baltimore to go up against the uh, the pathetic and the lowly Orioles uh, in a in a series that in first of all they beat the crap out of Baltimore back in back in the month I believe it was May. Yeah. Back in the month in the month of May, the Nationals beat the living tar out of the Orioles uh, in, down in Nationals Park down in D.C. They they go they take the trip up the uh, Beltway to come to come into Camden Yards. They allow Matt Harvey to look like his 2015 year old self, the Matt Harvey that kept Nationals fans up at night when he was wearing a New York Mets uniform. Uh, they couldn't take care of business that uh, last weekend against my against my Orioles. Brad Hand who apps who stinks is absolutely positively pathetic implodes on himself and blows yet another save thanks to Ryan McKenna and uh, and Ramon Urias uh, who what yeah those cats uh, ended up uh, ended up uh, being the masterminds of the of yet another Brad hand bullpen explosion as the as the Nationals ended up getting swept and them getting swept was the final nail in the coffin and what sent Max Scherzer Trey Turner and, and which sent Max Scherzer Trey Turner Turner uh, off to uh, the city of uh, Angels, and as they are new members of the Los Angeles Dodgers. So the Nationals to finish, you know, they are, you know, they pre- there's only a handful of members left of their 2019 championship team, which is two years ago, which is hard to believe. But the Nationals have finished for the season. They're done. They're 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 dead. They're kaput. Uh, it looks like we won't see Steven Strasburg for the remainder of the season. He's having season and he's having season ending surgery. So to give uh, uh, Steven Strasburg all that money and we ha- and we you know and it looks like that the Nationals may end up regretting it because uh, they had a choice either sign Strasburg their World Series MVP or sign Anthony Rendon who should have gotten National League MVP in 2019 and it may look like that the national that the now again again I don't want to be a victim of uh, recency bias but and then but the Nationals may end up regretting that decision especially because Strasburg and his health has pretty much been a thing that's been up in the air since right from the beginning of his uh, career uh, I believe it was 10 years ago if I'm not mistaken 10 plus years ago they they voiced they had no interest in extending Trey Turner why I have no idea but he is now a member of the Los Angeles Dodgers you can put him in the outfield you can put him at second base um in the situation with the Dodgers with Turner and Seager 
So and so that provides uh, that provides the Dodgers a little bit of depth as far as uh, as far as where Dave Roberts can plug in his infield and his outfield is concerned. And they also get another and they also get a starting pitcher which they desperately need. Like I said last Saturday, you know there at the time I spoke to you guys last last week, their starting pitching was very 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 iffy. They you could they they said that they weren't going to stretch and wear out Kershaw that they were going to need him. They were going to need him for the postseason, and then of course, you know, with the issues with Trevor Bauer, uh, it's safe to say that he's he, that he's never going to pitch in the L.A. Dodger uniform again. So they get, I believe that I believe the Dodgers are the winners of the trade deadline. Myself, Trey Turner, one of the best players in baseball this season, was an All Star and rightfully so. Scherzer, of course, was an All Star for the for the Nationals and rightfully so. They get some starting pitching help with Scherzer, and they also pick up a nice uh, and a nice uh, threat not only at the plate but on the base paths in Trey Turner as the Dodgers get themselves organized. Uh, they also, uh, Kyle Schwarber is gone as well. They ch- they shipped him off to the Boston Red Sox as the Red Sox look to add, or excuse me, they, they go out there and they add themselves a nice left-handed bat in their lineup. Craig Kimbrell's us uh, as we switch back to the, uh, as we switch back to the Chicago Cub blow up uh, here again, they ship Craig Kimbrell. He stays in the city of Chicago, but he goes from the north side of Wrigley to the south side of the Chicago White Sox as uh, the White Sox get some help in the back end of their bullpen uh, with the addition of Kimbrel, Chris Bryant, uh, who Chris Bryant, who got traded at the eleventh hour. We thought that as the deadline moved along, as we got closer and closer to four o'clock, that Chris Bryant may be the may be the lone survivor of this deadline until he was traded at the last minute to the uh, San Francisco Giants, best team in the National League. So they get some. So they get some. Uh, they get defensive versatility because Bryant can play the outfield he can play the he can play the infield third base of course hell of a bat to have throughout your lineup has playoff has a playoff experience that uh that has playoff experience that the that the giants uh, that the giants can use so the giants end up landing uh ended up landing uh, Chris Bryant over the deadline. Jose Barrios uh, from the Minnesota Twins to the Toronto Blue Jays. Blue Jays get some starting pitching help, uh, and and rightfully so. They're a team that can hit the ball at the ballpark uh, with the best of them, but their pitching is why that they've kind of been very average and have been very mediocre this season. They're sitting at 53 and 48, eight games back of the Red Sox. Um, and currently four games back of the Oakland A's for the second wild card spot in the American League. They get some starting pitching up with Jose Barrios. Uh, Adam Fraser gets got traded last uh, at the beginning of the work week, I should say, on Monday to the uh, San Diego Padres. I don't understand this whatsoever. Adam Fraser, who for the pot, who for the Pittsburgh Pirates was, I believe, was their only was their lone All Star game. Or was their lone All Star and their only All Star game representative was hitting. Uh, let's see, was hitting. Well, let's get the uh, okay. Was hitting two. Was hitting three twenty four on the season. Had had one hundred and twenty five. Had one hundred and twenty five. Uh, had one hundred and twenty five hits. He leads the league as far as uh, as far as uh, hits are concerned. Um, and he has, uh, he's got four, I mean, he doesn't hit home runs, so I'm not going to hold that against him. He's got 32 RBIs, but he leads the, leads the league in hits, and he has a 324 batting average, and a guy who is 
and how old is he? Who is uh, twenty? Who's twenty nine years of age? And the and the Pittsburgh Pirates who are always, 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 always spinning their wheels. And any single time they get a decent player on their hands, that is bound to make a little bit of money. And if they and and could actually lead and be the kickstarter and the catalyst to some success with this dopey franchise, the Pittsburgh Pirates, for whatever the reason, ship ship them off to another city for pennies on the dollar. I mean, another reason why either needs to be a clause throughout the league that makes it that makes it a little bit uncomfortable for these owners that essentially sit on their hands and don't and don't try to win and just you and essentially just use owning a baseball team as a tax write off and 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 and, that, and as an easy avenue for them to make an extra buck it's either need to put a clause in amongst the league and its owners put in or or implement a or in, or implement a salary cap or 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 not if not a salary cap implement a implement a base amount of money that every uh, minimum amount of money that every t- that every team owner has to spend or else they will be subject to uh, to essentially being impeached as an owner as an owner of a team so like uh, on a year in year basis if you're not spending at least x amount of dollars to make your franchise better on a year in year out basis you're out see ya so, so something's got to give but he but he uh for sure will add tremendous will be a phenomenal threat in the San Diego Padres lineup who lost Fernando Tatis last night due to a dislocated shoulder so let's see if Adam Frazier and uh, Frazier Machado and Hosmer and company can pick up the slack over there in San Diego Starling Marte Jan Gomes and Josh Harrison are on the Oakland A's. That will help out the Rays get some help behind the plate, get some help in the outfield. With, uh, Starling Marte goes from the Marlins to the Oakland A's. Uh, the Ian Kennedy and Kyle Gis- Gibson, excuse me, head to the Philadelphia Phillies. Ian Kennedy, the former starting pitcher, now a, who was a f- tremendous uh, bull, who's now a tremendous bullpen arm here this season. Phillies get some pitching help, which they desperately need as they are currently sitting. At uh at fit at a game below 500, 51 and 52, seven and a half games back of the second wild card spot in the National League, and sitting at only three and a half games back of the Mets as far as the division lead in the, in the National League is concerned, sitting with a negative 30 run differential. Freddie Galvis, uh, formerly of my Baltimore Orioles, heads back to Philadelphia. So the Orioles get Freddie Galvis off their hands. And then, of course, with the with the Manners and the Astros trade, this trade to me makes absolutely no sense. Here it is, the Seattle Manners, who are the only team, the only team in my lifetime that has not, and all, and matter of fact, and all of the, not just in baseball, and all of the four North American pro sports leagues, to not to 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 have failed to make the postseason in the last 19 years or so, they're the only team in my lifetime in 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 sports essentially that has failed to make the postseason in my 19 years of living. Every you go up and down every single you go up and down every single division. For the most part, I've seen every team in the for the most part I've seen every team in the postseason. I've seen every team, and I'm not talking about when I'm two three years old. I've seen every team in the American League East. Uh, make the make the playoffs in my lifetime. 
Uh, I was three years old. I was th now honestly, this wasn't the last time they were in the playoffs, but I was three years old when the White Sox were in the World Series. I vivid. I of course remember uh, Cleveland being Cleveland being in the postseason and re as recent as recently as last year and the year before. And of course, uh, when they collapsed in the 2017 ALDS against the Yankees, and the, who can forget the 2016 World Series against the Cubs? Of course, my Orioles took care of business against the Detroit Tigers in 2014. 2014, Kansas City knocked off my Orioles in 2014 and ended up winning the whole thing in 15. The Minnesota Twins get into the postseason. It seems like every single year, regardless how do how well they do in the regular season, they fall flat on their face. We know about Houston. We know about Oakland. The Angels made it most recently in 2014. Texas went the back-to-back -back World Series in 2010-2012 and lost my Orioles in 2000. Uh, or excuse me, 2010-2011 and lost my Orioles in 2012 in a wild card game, and then of course imploded against uh, imploded against the Toronto Blue Jays in in, uh, in 2015 and 16. Um, and then, of course, you go to the National League. Mets won the World Series in 2015. Phillies won the World Series in 2008. I remember that, of course. Atlanta was in it last year. Nationals won the World Series two years ago. The Marlins win the World S were in the playoffs last year and have and and won the World Series and and won the World Series in 2003. Milwaukee, of course, I've seen them in the postseason many a times. They went to the NLCS. Uh, in tw in uh, 2018, in 2018, lost to the Dodgers. Cincinnati was in the postseason. Uh, was in a was in the postseason a few years uh, a few years ago. St. Louis, of course, uh, made a living being in the postseason with Larusa and Matt Matheny. The Chicago Cubs won a championship 2016. The Pittsburgh Pirates have been in the postseason a few a few times in the early 2010s. The San who the San Francisco Giants dynasty. I can I didn't have to mention that. The Dodgers, of course, are in the World Series every single year. The San Diego Padres made made it into the postseason last season. The Colorado Rockies made it into the postseason. I believe it was 2018 is when they is when they went, if I'm not mistaken. And then, of course, and the same thing with the and the same thing with the Arizona Diamondbacks. They played them. Uh, they played them in the in the in the wild card game. And I believe the Diamondbacks made the postseason in 2011, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look that up right now. But the point is is that every but that I name I went through and I named you every single team in my memory yes they did they won their division in 2011 they went 94 and 68 and the point is that I named you every single team every single team in the sport 29 teams and for a few of them, I gave you examples of me of of me recalling the last time I saw them either in a postseason game, a postseason series, whatever the case might be. I I, I I read it off to you. Every single team except one. That's the Seattle Mariners. Almost twenty years since they were last time in the playoffs. Not only is, is that the longest playoff drought in baseball, it's the longest playoff drought in sports. The Detroit Lions and the Cleveland Browns have made the playoffs more recently than the Seattle Mariners have. Think about that for a minute. The New York Knicks have made the, have made the playoffs more recently than the Seattle Mariners have. Think about that for a minute. 
and yet the Seattle Manners are finally, and after many a seasons where they typically come July and August fall flat on their face and whatever momentum they have up until this point in the season, they they essentially fall off a cliff and collapse and fall flat on their face into missing the postseason. But they're sitting at fifty six and they're sitting at fifty six and forty eight, and their reliever Kendall Graven, who was their best reliever on the team, who had a who had a two let me get the ERA for you who has an ERA below one at 0.82 in 30 and 30 appearances this season it's pitched 33 innings given up 15 hits and have only and has only given up seven runs on the season and struck out 34 batters and yet the Seattle Mariners the Seattle Mariners on Tuesday what night was that on Tuesday on no on excuse me on Monday night on Monday night come down from a come back from a seven to nothing deficit against the division leading Houston Astros to come all the way back to beat them eleven to eight and what was their win of the season their win of the season come back against the big bad Astros that have dominated their division for the last few years went to the World Series whole nine yards heavily favored to win their division again they come back down from a seven nothing lead to win to win the game 11 to eight at home in the at towards the end of July where if they where if they don't fall off a cliff and collapse like, like they normally do they can end the playoff drought and make and make the postseason as a as a wild card team they are they're currently they're currently only two and a half. I mean, and I I don't know what it was on Monday, but as of right now, they were two. They're two and a half games back of their division rival Oakland A's for the second wild card spot, and yet they trade. And yet they trade away their relief, their best reliever, their best reliever, and Kendall Graveman for Abraham Toro. Really. The Mariners fans hated the trade, and the Mariners locker room, Mariners clubhouse, despised the trade. Makes no sense. You trade your best reliever for an average utility guy to a team within your division. I've I've now, I've now seen everything. You cannot ex- that you cannot make it make any sense or make it sound logical. That is the dumbest th- one of the dumbest, more mind-boggling, head-scratching trades that I've ever seen in baseball. You trade your best reliever to a to a contending team within your division, and you haven't. Made the postseason since two thousand and one. Something tells me it's going to be a twenty-year drought for the Seattle Mariners. And in this time, in the last nineteen, going on twenty years since their last postseason appearance, since their last postseason appearance, the Seattle Seahawks have been to three Super Bowls. Won one of them, 
and have made the playoffs countless times. And Seattle has a hockey team. And something tells me that that hockey team, which which is a, which a which is a brand spanking new expansion team in the NHL, some t- and I'm no hockey expert by any stretch, but something tells me that that hockey team might make the postseason before before the Seattle Mariners do. What an absolute disgrace! Just getting started. I'm at Telecatios Podcast. You know who's coming home as we welcome you back to the Amatelica TIS podcast. It's Russell Westbrook. He's headed back home to the greater Los Angeles area as we welcome you back to the program. As he is heading back to the LA, or not, well, not back to LA Lakers, but he is going back home to the greater Los Angeles area to be a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, Three player trade between them and the Washington Wizards as LeBron James, and that's who made the deal, not Rob Polenka, not Jeannie Buss, not um, what's his face? Uh, Frank Vogel. It was LeBron James that made the call. Sent uh, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, and Contavious Caldwell Pope, formerly known as KCP, and the 2022 uh, draft pick that was from uh, Thursday night's draft to the uh, to the Washington Wizards for Russell for Russell Westbrook. Looks like Bradley Bill might end up staying put after all. And the Wizards gave the Lakers uh, 2024 and 2028 second round picks for uh, the triple double king and Russell Westbrook. Um, this is a pick if you want my immediate and you want to talk about it, just a knife to the heart because the, because because uh, if you're a Washington sports fan, you saw you saw Russell Westbrook, you saw Russell Westbrook, Max Scherzer, and Trey Turner all go from DC to Los An- all go from DC to Los Angeles as as the Turner Scherzer Dodger trade occurred on the same day as the Westbrook and uh, as the Westbrook Laker trade. So if you are a LA sports fan, uh you're not you're uh, unless you didn't hate the uh the Lakers and the Dodgers already, you're going to you, if you're a LA sports fan, you you hate them a little bit you hate them a little bit more now. At least you will for the next uh at least for the next year or so until the blow of this uh of this trade has finally uh, has finally uh, surpassed. But if you want my initial uh, reaction to this trade, uh, you know the late, you know, you know, Kyle Kuzma is is one of the is one of the again. He's up there with Ben Simmons. I mean, if you have to win a playoff game uh, with the ball in Kyle Kuzma or Ben Simmons' hands, with the ball in their hands, you're in trouble. 
Uh, we all know how poorly he played against against Phoenix in the opening round. KCP, it is what it is with him. Montrez Harrell isn't anything to scream about. You know, Montrez, he's Montrez Harrell. Montrez, I mean, Montrez Harrell, KCP, you know what you're getting with both guys. Kyle Kuzma, I, 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 I pass. I mean, my goodness, great. I mean, this guy, this guy got bounced from the first round and was absolutely embarrassing and embarrassed LeBron James and Anthony Davis when they needed them the most and with a with a next having and need and needing their team to have a next man up, uh, pick up the slack ma- championship mentality and all they did was was vomit all over themselves and stink up the joint at Staples Center and leave poor Kobe Bryant rolling rolling his eyes in heaven and rolling around in his grave. At their at their uh, abysmal performance against Phoenix back in the first round in late May, and uh, and you know Kyle Kuzma gets bounced from the first round after winning a championship last October, and he's all over social media, farting around and taking uh, taking dopey pictures, posting for GQ magazine, and hanging out with uh, Winnie Harlow when his high parts needs to be in the gym. And this and this is after he was absolutely pathetic and atrocious during that stretch back in the back in the late winter, early spring, when LeBron James and Anthony Davis were compromised, and the, and the whole world got a chance to see just how awful Kyle Kuzma can be uh, out there in an NBA uniform on the basketball court. Um, so you so you can have Kyle Kuzma and the Wiz- and the Wizards need to blow it up anyway. You know they've been they've been ham and egging and and trying to scratch and claw their way just to stay competitive and just to stay uh, relevant and to be and be a marginal playoff team at best as long as they possibly could. They let their head coach Scott Brooks go. Um, so they the Wizards just need to just need to just need to blow it all up. Uh, you know, I understand that Russell Westbrook isn't, you know, he isn't going to bring you a championship and more on how he will affect the Lakers in a minute. But the, the, from a Wizards standpoint, they needed, they needed to blow it up. And Bradley Beal had a phenomenal season. Don't get me, had a phenomenal season. Don't get me wrong. And Russell Westbrook's a triple double king. But, but what, when you have, but when Russell Westbrook is your number one, you have a very, very low ceiling as far as playoff and over. Overall, uh, season success is concerned, and I think that Russell Westbrook, as far as how he's going to help the Los Angeles Lakers, I really don't see this being a move where you sit, where you sit there to yourself and say, "Ah, the, you can you can already give the Lakers the Larry O'Brien Trophy for the 2021-2022 NBA season." And you still got to play to win the games, and you still got and not and I understand they, that they're going to have a long that it was a, it's going to be a long break and a long off season for them because the season because I understand the season is going to start as start at a normal time in mid October, but they but they got bounced they got bounced from the playoffs in late in late May early June they you know so they have all of June all of July all of August. Uh, camp opens up in mid-September. I would imagine they're not going to play any preseason games in, in the month of September, and then in September and early October, and then come mid-late October rolls around, they'll they will be raring to go for the new se- for the new season. Uh, so that we roll. So at least LeBron, I would know. I, I understand that LeBron's only going to get older, and at some point, and at some point, you know that that your that your play and quality of play is going to decline with age. You know, with Serena, case in point, 
Tiger Woods, case in point, haven't seen it with Brady yet, but you've seen a little bit. You've seen you've seen some sample sizes here and there that Brady isn't what he isn't what he used to be. Although he's still playing the game at a high level, coming off of his, coming off of his seventh uh, Super Bowl championship back in February, but still you get the idea. Um, so and and he's still the, and he's still top two, if not you make the argument one of the best players in the game right now. Top three, top two, top five. You take your pick. And then, but the question is, so you know LeBron's going to be into it, and he's going to be chomping at the bit to try to catch Jordan and get ring number and get ring number five. But the question that lies is the is Anthony is the health of Anthony Davis. Well, every single time I turn around, there's always, 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 always something wrong with him, whether it's the groin. You know, issues with his legs. I mean, it's, every single time you turn around, there's, there's everything. There's something wrong with Anthony Davis, and they need him to be healthy more than anything because because we've proven that when, when it's just LeBron James out there on the court with a bunch with a bunch of bench players or or a bunch of players that that the Lakers need them to be role players, but they're not good enough. Don't have the capacity to be those good role players on a championship team. You see that you see that a team that a team with LeBron James and nobody else on it can only go but so can only go but so far and 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 he's not and he's not in the Eastern Conference where they can get where they can get away with it he's in the Western Conference where 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 the Nuggets going where the Nuggets are going to be better with the with Jamal Murray back and and the defending MVP and Jokic you're going to get um you know the Clippers if Kawhi ends up staying. Clippers are going to be the Clippers are going to be a factor. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are going to are going to be a dark horse to come out of the Western Conference because they had a lot because they had a bunch of uh, because they had a because they had a bunch of lottery picks and a bunch of early draft picks. Um, because of how bad they, because of uh, they had not a, well not because of how bad they were, they did make the playing tournament, but they had they had high draft picks early in the week on on Thursday on Thursday in the NBA draft, and then they're going to be a championship team with uh, with with uh, Clay Thompson coming back. Then you factor in, then you factor in that. That Portland is probably that Portland is gonna is gonna you would think Portland's gonna be better and Dame Lillard is no is nobody to sneeze at and then of course the uh, Phoenix Suns are the defending a uh, West are the defending Western Conference champions so and if you think and if you're thinking you don't have to think that that, that you're just gonna hand the championship and hand the Western Conference championship championship to the Lakers you're nuts because the, because the Western Conference will be as will be as competitive. It will be as competitive just just for the conference championship alone. It will be competitive that I and now we now we all understand that the Western Conference is the superior conference in the NBA. It's got the it's got the better teams. It's got a lot more, and it's got the and it's got a lot more. Uh, it's got and, and the quality of playing the Western Conference Western Conference is a lot better than it is in the East. But but the Western Conference is going to be very 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 competitive, and if LeBron James if it, if LeBron James either the fact that he can't stay healthy or if his partner in crime Anthony Davis uh, fails to stay healthy, Laker, the Lakers is going to be in trouble. And also you have to figure out the fact that LeBron James you know who while his time in L A has ran the has been who for the most part has been running the point with the Lakers and has to have the ball in his hands at all times. You figure. That you know, and Russell and Russell Westbrook is a guy that loves the ball in his hands and has to have the ball in his hands every every single offensive possession. So you wonder how how LeBron and how Westbrook are going to have to be able to share touches 
along along with um, along with Ant and get Anthony Davis involved as well, uh, and Marcus Saul and everybody else among that roster, and get and try to get everybody involved, and not become a, a, a one or two or a th- or a three man show, while the other two guys out there on the court are, ju- are just there sitting there as as uh, as as floor decoration. So yeah, so you have to factor that in that you know Russell Russell Westbrook cannot you know the 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 triple doubles are out with Russell Westbrook. If Ru- if Russell Westbrook gets himself bent out of shape because gets himself bent out of shape because he because he doesn't want to take the final shot and in the sequence of the of a of a of a ball game and LeBron James does or LeBron James has the ball and doesn't get or doesn't give it to Russell and instead kicks it out near the baseline to to Mark Gasol to get a tap in basket to win the game. Russell Westbrook is going to is going to have to learn to learn going to have to learn how to deal with that. And also, I just don't think Russell Westbrook is just a championship basketball player. I'm, whether he's pl- whether he's playing by himself, which he did in Oklahoma City when uh, when Harden and Durant left them, uh, when he joined Harden again in in, uh, in Houston, didn't he? won absolutely won absolutely nothing. And then when he went to Washington with Bradley Billy, when uh, at the, I understand he's going to go into the Hall of Fame. As I understand, he's he's a he's a Hall of Fame point guard. going to go and he's going to go into the Hall of Fame as a, as a quote unquote all time great. And he's a triple double king and everything else. But the bottom but the bottom line is, you can until I see otherwise, you cannot you cannot prove to me or explain to me how some way that, that you think Russell Westbrook is a championship basketball player that when the that when the chips are down and his back is up against the wall, he's going to have to he's going to have to put the ball in the hoop to make. A couple of clutch uh, to make a couple of of clutch baskets to get his team over the top. Because another issue with Russell Westbrook is that he can't shoot. And one of the issues, and what he and now now granted the uh, the Lakers were a phenomenal defensive team last season. But what, but what was what was outside the fact that they were injured to hell and back? What was the Lakers? What was one of the Lakers' issues against Phoenix in the first round? They're, they're shoot, they 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 would go on these long stretches where they couldn't shoot the ball off off a boat into the Pacific Ocean. And if Russell Westbrook can't shoot, that that's going to that's going to hurt them, not help them. So, be, take the take that for take that for what it's worth. The lake the you know. So and, and again, and if you think that it that it's automatically going to be. Uh, it's automatically going to be Nets and Lakers. Think again, and 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 not only that, I will I will root like hell for for I will root like hell like hell that for the NBA Finals not to be Nets and Lakers. I mean, if it means if it means I got to root for a Nick Clipper final, I will. I understand the season hasn't started yet, and and this and the 2020-2021 season is only a couple weeks is only a couple weeks uh, finished. But I but if it means if I got if I got a root like crazy for a Clipper and a Nick NBA final, or for or for or for um or for Phoenix and the Atlanta Hawks, I will. Or for Phoenix and Philadelphia, I will. I mean, I, I I I love I love the star power and I and I love and I love the the uh, the favorites competing in the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, 
But but I understand that it was only one year that we didn't have it. But it gets a little old after a while. How about how about how about we have a nice uh, how about we have a nice stretch of NBA basketball where you get two teams that meet up in that meet up in the finals that that don't either have that don't have uh, either LeBron James on the court or aren't named the uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. How about that? No, even 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 if the Nets make it. Uh, let, let me let me see let me see the Clippers or let me see the Suns again in the finals. See, let me see the Suns get redemption or or, or see uh, or, or let's see Jamal Murray and Jokic Denver versus Denver versus the Nets or let's or let or let's see Golden State again since Golden State isn't a super. Team. Let let me see let me see Ke- that'd be an interesting finals. Let me see let me see Kevin Durant. Let me see Kevin let me see Kevin Durant take care of business against his old team in Golden State. Against the uh, against Steph against Steph and Clay. Let me see that. Anyway, I digress. Take a break. We will move on to Aaron Rodgers. Get to a little bit of NFL talk as training camp 2021 has commenced. This is the Amatelic TIS podcast. Back in the flash. TIS podcast. Switching gears now to the National Football League as uh, the Aaron Rodgers saga, if you want to call it that, uh, has officially came to a close as he reported to training camp earlier this week uh, with a re- with a restructured contract that would make him a free agent after the 2021 season and pulled a couple strings amongst uh, the GM the GM in the front office of the Green Bay Packers and got former Packer wide receiver Randall Cobb uh back with the Green Bay Packers um as so Aaron Rodgers after all will look like he will suit up uh as a member of the Green Bay as a member of the Green Bay Packers for this season after all um and which which I which I was which I suspected this did not shock me and did not surprise me under any circumstances um and the only time I gave this Aaron Rodgers stuff the time of day was in late May early it was in late April early May when it came out uh during draft weekend uh that he that he wanted out um, and I understand both sides of the coin. I understand how Rodgers could be frustrated with the Packers and they haven't essentially done a perfect and a stupendous job either, but it's not like that Aaron Rodgers can cry disrespect and can cry poor. You know, he gets along with his coach. Great. You know, they get uh, Devontae Adams is one of the best wide receivers in all of football. Um, you know, they, uh, they, uh, they address the de- they address draft of uh, their defense in the draft this past year. Um, and they and they've been to the NFC Championship every single time you turn around, and Aaron Rodgers has failed has failed to bring them home. Not to mention they don't have a bad running attack with Aaron Jones in the backfield um, as well. So I understood I understood both sides of the coin, and I understood both arguments. I understand why the person that's pro Rodgers and the reasons why uh, why Aaron Rodgers has been totally disrespected by the 
Packers organization this thing. And then also I understand the side of well Pat oh, Aaron Rodgers coming off as a major diva, a major D bag. Who is he who is he to say? He's cocky, he's arrogant, he's this he's full of himself, he's that. So I under, I understand it, I understood it, and I get it because Aaron Aaron Rodgers isn't totally right, but he isn't totally wrong. Uh, either the Packers organization has not been perfect uh, throughout the you know throughout his entire tenure there. Now some of it does need to fall on fall on the shoulders of Aaron Rodgers. You know he went to the NFC Championship since his 2010 champ since his 2010 Super Bowl. He went to the championship in 14, in 14, 16, 19, and 20, and failed to li- and failed to deliver the goods every single time. Collapse against the collapse against the Seahawks was abysmal against was abysmal against the Falcons was absolutely pathetic against the 49ers in 2018 and then back in January against Tom Brady wasn't wasn't bad wasn't terrible but didn't do enough to, but didn't do enough to bring his team home again I've said I said it I said it before I said it before uh what uh, six months I said it before six months ago and I'll say it again and I'll keep on saying it ad infinitum until I'm blue in the face Tom Brady threw three three second half interceptions in that championship game in the second half through three second half interceptions in that championship game and the Packers could only come away with three lousy points falls on Aaron Rodgers not on Mark Murphy not Gutekist not the Packers front office not the Packers organization falls on him falls on him he's the quarterback making all the money face of the franchise been their starting QB since 2008. Super Super Bowl winning quarterback and NFL MVP whole nine yards falls on him, and it also falls on him on why he had a clear path uh, on that third. It was either that second, that third, and goal down at the goal line at the end of the fourth quarter, and he and he doesn't and he doesn't decide to run it in. He decides to to force a pass that had no chance of being completed instead of just running it into the end zone to score a touchdown and send the Packers to the Super Bowl. Falls on him. Not the organization. Front office. Falls on him. So it's not entirely the Packers organization's fault why Aaron Rodgers hasn't been to a Super Bowl in 10 years. He he needs to take a little bit of the blame too. Because Aaron Rodgers also has the tendency to walk around thinking that it's everybody that it's everybody else's fault but his. He can that he can do no wrong. Which a, which which a is which a is very, a is very uh, unbecoming. B is b it's childish. B or excuse me, c it's uh, c it's very pretentious. And d he comes uh, it's extremely extremely arrogant. But I told you all this in the past. But my overall point is that there was no doubt in my mind that somehow whether it's at whether it was August thirty first. Whether it was August thirty first, July thirty first, whatever the day, whatever the day is between between um, between at the beginning of between at the beginning of this week and uh, and before the and before their uh, and before their week one before their week one game the second Sunday in September, there was no doubt in my mind that Aaron Rodgers was going was was not going to play for the Green Bay Packers in two thousand and twenty one if he intended to play football. Now did I now could now if now, could I have seen him potentially saying, screw
screw this, I'm going to abruptly retire. Yes, I could have seen that. But for all the rumors that everyone was circling around, oh, he's going to play for the Raiders, he's going to play for the Denver Broncos, uh, depending on what happened, you know, you know he, he could play for the Tech. All these rumors that were circulating around all spring and all for, all for the most part, for, all, for English Jai, all spring and for half of the summer, all the rumors that were circulating around that he was going to play for the Broncos, going to play for the Raiders. He was some, you know, he could find himself with the Rams at some. He was going to find himself with the Rams at some point. He was go. He was going to go to the 49ers before the Niners drafted Trey Lance on draft night. All the rumors that were circulating around about Aaron Rodgers' future and and the potential of him playing another uniform outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin. I did not believe for one second. I, I didn't believe I didn't believe it for one second in my mind. I didn't speak about it much on this show, but when I did, I was like Aaron Rodgers. I said and I said, and if I didn't, and if I didn't, and if I didn't say it as far as saying these words, I'm gonna say it now. And and this is full fledged honesty. This is full honesty, and this is me being 110 percent authentic with with y'all. In my mind, there was no, there was nothing that stood out to me or struck between the ears for me that Aaron Rodgers was going to play in 2021 outside of a Green Bay Packer uniform. If you say if you say that you love the, that that you have no issues with the coaches and no issues with your teammates and no beef with the fans and it's and it's just your higher ups and your boss in the front office, he he was going to stay, he was going to stay there. Because 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 not because it wasn't like he was a free agent for one thing. Two, the Packers aren't going to cut or aren't going to trade away a player, their most valuable player, not just throughout the, of course, with the in, in the league this coming off of the 2020 season, but on their team and their best player, and and a player that single-handedly makes them a Super Bowl contender every single every single year. He lines up under center. The Packers weren't going to cut ties with that. Did they like it that he was airing out the team's dirty laundry and was and was passive aggressively uh, airing out and voicing his frustrations with the franchise? No, but they also know. But they also know, and they weren't dumb enough to trade away to trade away their best player and their player that makes them a Super Bowl contender every single year he plays for them. They weren't dumb enough to do that to 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 ship him off to Denver or or Vegas for a bunch of draft picks. And all the and all of, and the Packers stuck with with about what five six primetime games this season after and have to throw out and have to and have to uh, give you Jordan Love on Sunday and Monday nights and and, and uh, I believe they also play on Christmas too I could be mistaken by that but they weren't they weren't going to do that with with, with a fir- with a first place schedule they weren't not a chance in hell they were going to do that not a chance not a chance. So and it, and if it, and if it all and it all and if all it was and honestly all that all that it was with Rodgers is the fact that he doesn't like his 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 bosses and his higher ups, then he he he, he was gonna if he really wanted to play football, really wanted to play football, he was I knew he was gonna bite the bullet and bite the bullet and stick with Green Bay. He loves if he said if he comes out there if he comes out there and he tells you I love the coach. Love coach, love the coaches, love my teammates, love the fans, and he's been there, and he's been there since two thousand and eight. He 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 was he was he was he was gonna he was he was gonna stay. 
he was going to stay. He was going to stay. And I imagine it was probably a bruise to his either his ego or made him think twice because he also has an ownership stake in the Milwaukee Bucks. And you knew that he was like, you know what? And I, I love the fans. I love the fans too much to stab them in the back and stab them in the heart and break their heart after they just won their first NBA championship in 50 years. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to come back and stay. Because because if it, again if it was about if it was really about his teammates and the fans, it, it wouldn't have mattered how bad how bad the 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 executives amongst the Packers organization treated him. He was going to bite the bullet and just and and go on about his business. Cut because it's not like it's not like that he has to deal with them on a day in day out basis every single day. I understand. I understand that not everybody, you know, loves their bosses, but not everybody loves their bosses and loves the and loves the people that 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 sign their paychecks. But the bottom line is, if you if you love if you've been at your job long enough, you love your you love your job to a certain extent, and you love the people that you work with that are your equals, that are your coworkers that you see that you see and you run into and you work with on a day in day out basis. I don't care how bad you think you think the people you think the people are that are that are at the top that sign, that sign your paychecks and and, uh, and 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 hold the executive offices amongst the company that you work that you work in, unless you unless you have a much much and a guaranteed better alternative, you're gonna you you'd be a fool to leave and you and, and you would wisely stay put. You'd stay put. You know. If if Michael Jordan company could put could put up with uh, could put up with Jerry Krause's antics and Michael Jordan and Michael Jordan is worlds 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 better historically all time than Aaron Rodgers has been and probably ever will be if he can put up with Jerry Krause's foolishness to stick around because he loves his teammates and he loves Phil Jackson and he, and he loved the Chicago Bulls fans so much. So can you, Aaron Rodgers. What's good? And what's good? What's good for Jordan is good for Aaron Rodgers. But there wasn't a there wasn't a single doubt in my mind that he that he that he was going to leave. And I understand that the organization hasn't been perfect, but the idea that that Aaron Rodgers hasn't been, that Aaron Rodgers has been treated like a pulper and has been and has been treated like and has been treated like. And has been treated uh, like like an absolute uh, like like an, like an absolute heathen is is is, is nonsense. You got to be fair. I understand that they haven't been perfect. They haven't been perfect the last and they've had plenty of flaws and they haven't done every little thing the right the right way. And they probably should have checked with uh, with Aaron Rodgers first before they drafted Jordan Love. I, I get that and I understand all that. But it, but it's not like that. Aaron Rodgers has has been has been treated has been treated so horrendously. Let let's be fair. You know, and 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 as, and it's not like that. Aaron Rod that is not, and it's also not like that. Aaron Rodgers also shares part of the blame why the Packers haven't been to a Super Bowl in 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 the last ten years or so. Let's also not forget that either. Because 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 the the Green Bay Packer front office gets blamed for everything but the Kennedy assassination for crying out loud. Well, you got you got to be fair. 
I understand they have been perfect and they've had their flaws and they've had their screw ups that not that 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 you wouldn't like to if you were Aaron Rodgers. But let's not let's not make it sound like that Aaron Rodgers has been treated like absolute that like Aaron Rodgers hasn't been treated like absolute trash. I mean, gotta be fair. And again, it's not like that. It, and it, and it's not like and it, and it, one more time, it's not like that. Aaron Rodgers is is his has his hands wiped clean, and and any and there's no blame, f- and there's no blame on and no blood, quote unquote, on his hands for why the Packers are now what zero and four in their last NFC Championship game appearances. It's not like that. It, it's not like that. That's all on the Packers organization, and none of it's on Aaron Rodgers. He's a quarterback making all this money, MVPs, Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl championship ring, whole nine yards. The onus needs to fall on him too. But he's back, as you would expect, and he brings Randall Cobb back with him. And in my estimation. And you can you can call me crazy. You can call me a prisoner in the moment. You can you can say I'm reading too much into this. I have a weird, 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 weird suspicion, weird suspicion, that the Green Bay Packers might, just might, go to the Super Bowl. Just throwing that out there. One more thing that deserves our attention. To close out the program, we check in on what's going on in Tokyo with the Olympics. This is the I'm Tell- Like a TAS podcast. Welcome back to the um, Telecatelius podcast. As we close out the, this uh, weekend program, another thing you have to realize with Aaron Rodgers, too, is that, you know, when all this came about, all this came about, uh, he, 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 had le- he had plenty of leverage on, he had plenty of, uh, of what he thought was leverage on the pack, on the Green Bay organization. You know he had the you know he had the he had the play calling issue as far as whether or not to kick the field goal at the end of the of the conference championship game. He also, of course, had the engagement with uh, with the Shailene Woodley actress, and then of course he and of course he flirted around with that Jeopardy job, which he was which he was never going to get. Um, so and and again, when all in all sense and purposes, if Aaron Rodgers wanted to play for Aaron Rodgers, realized that one or two things, one or two things. If you, if you if you're that done with if you if you're that finished and that through with the Green Bay Packer organization, you might you might as well quit because it's not because there's not a chance in a there's not a chance in hell that they were going to trade Aaron Rodgers away. There's their uh, sole player that makes him a Super Bowl contender on a year in year out basis. There's not a chance they're going to trade him away for a bunch of draft picks when Aaron Rodgers is still is at the peak of his prime, just coming off of an, of an MVP season. 
so he so he knew that so he knew that he was stuck there unless unless he decided unless he unless he decided to sit out a year and uh, and, and 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 have a breach of contract that way, which he, which he did not want to do. He also realized that it, well he want and the and the picture was painted about well Shailene Woodley doesn't want to sit up there and hang out in the in the confines of Green Bay, Wisconsin. If you are Aaron Rodgers, who has made tons and tons and tons of money throughout your career, who is an icon and who is a superstar in his own right, not just in Green Bay, Wisconsin, not just in the game of football, but in but in the American sports uh, world, in the American sports society, and you and you will still be Aaron Rodgers, and you will still have that fame and fortune and that cachet that comes with being Aaron Rodgers. You had it long before she showed up in the picture, and you'll have it long after long after you and her are uh, are uh, are your relationship is uh, ceased to exist he'll have a long after you'll have a long after the fact and if you're Aaron Rodgers that has that has more money you can shake a stick at and has the cachet and the recognition that he has i i, I guarantee you and you've been successful and you've and you've and you've managed to be to to uh to uh, still be on the top of your game, whether you're with Danica Patrick, uh, that other actress that he dated a few years ago, or or flying or being a flying solo bachelor, you are not. A, if it was me, I it'd be a cold day in hell before I find before I meet a, before I meet a girl while I'm on top of the world, and a girl sits up here and tells me, "Well, you live in this part of the country. Well, since you're with me now, why don't we get? Why don't we? Why don't you get? I understand you've been in Green Bay since 2000." 2005, you've been a starter there since 2008, and you're one of the best quarterbacks that they've ever had. Super Bowl champion, you're in the playoffs every single year, and NFC Championship game appearances, and all that sort of stuff. But to hell with that, you, because you're engaged to me now, we'll get up and move and move closer to the West Coast because it gets so cold in Green Bay, Wisconsin. If it was me, if I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd 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 I'd, 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 I'd tell the girl to beat it. If it was me, I I tell I tell her to beat it. I, I was I was long successful and, and and making plenty of money long before I met you behind and I'll be rich and successful long after I forget I long after I forget your name. So that so that's the other thing. And then, and thirdly, he wasn't gonna get a Jeopardy job under any circumstances. No, not 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 a ch not a chance in the world he was gonna he was gonna land that Jeopardy job. I know he thought that he was Mr. Alex Trebek. Not a chance he was gonna get that Jeopardy job. But anyway, I digress. Um, as far as a couple of the items I want to get to, as far as the Olympics is concerned, uh, I'm going to give. And I understand there was a lot of uproar uh, last week over or earlier in the week, I should say, about uh, about the Olympic basketball team uh, when they got beat by France. I'm not going to flip out and go crazy over the over uh, U.S. over the uh, how well the Olympic uh, basketball team does because for one, I think the rest of the world has caught up to the United States because the game of basketball has grown so global and at least in every country that's competing in the Olympics has at least one, if not two, solid players that play in the NBA that represent them uh, in the Olympics so that's the first thing second thing is when when the majority of the when the majority of their roster has players that get that were competing in the playoffs whether it be whether it be at the beginning of this month or back in June or late May whether it be Durant with the whether it be Durant with the next Nets Damian Lillard with the Trailblazers Drew uh, 
uh, Holiday, Holiday Middleton with the with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, uh, uh, with the Milwaukee Bucks, Devin Booker and the Phoenix Suns. I mean, you. I mean, you. You pick. You pick the player. I mean, when the majority of their roster com- played in and competed in playoff basketball well into the summertime later than usual, I'm gonna give them a pass. When when they're when they're doing when they're doing their country and doing their sport a solid by showing up to the Olympics because of my estimation and my and in my honest opinion if it was me I wouldn't have showed I wouldn't have showed up especially if I was on a team that made a deep playoff run I mean Chris Middleton and uh, Holiday and Booker got on I believe Holiday is on the Olympic team um, got on got as got on a plane after they after they finished cel- after they finished celebrating. Or at least, uh, or at least, uh, holiday, and uh, or at least holiday, and um, uh, and uh, Middleton got finished celebrating an NBA championship and go hop on a plane to fly to Tokyo, and Devin Booker, after just having his heart ripped out of him, is going to go out there and and represent his country to play in the Olympics in Tokyo, something that they did not have to do. You also have to take into the fact that they that their best that the that the country's best player and a player that dominates the Olympics usually more times than not, LeBron James blew it off and then and didn't decide to show up. So I'm gonna give the U.S. Olympic basketball team a pass this Olympiad given the circumstances with COVID delayed seasons playoffs going well into the summertime and everything else second thing as far as the Olympics is concerned and this is a little knock on NBC that nobody wants nobody wants to play wants to pay extra money you know when prices are are rising all over the place and pandemic still going on and this that and that. no one wants to sit up here and, 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 and pay out of pocket and have to pay extra for that dopey uh, peacock premium so you so you can watch Olympic basketball games played in the wee hours of the morning or late at, or late at night I mean on 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 uh, on not on uh, on peacock nobody nobody wants to pay extra for that to watch an Olympic basketball game when we just when we just got finished watching the NBA finals uh, what uh, like uh, two two weeks two weeks or so ago not even Giannis who 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 can obviously afford who can obviously afford paying extra for those streaming services and subscriptions and things of that nature who can obviously afford it even he took the twitter and said nbc you can you can kiss my greek you know what i ain't paying for this to watch an, to watch olympic basketball we just got finished watching the nba playoffs i mean really i mean put the put the games on so we all can watch it my goodness gracious last thing with uh, simone biles and then we'll end the program uh, as far as her Taking herself out of competition because she's dealing with what 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 uh, it's called in gymnastics as the twisties. That is the equivalent to um, that's the equivalent of of uh, the yips in baseball or things of that nature is concerned. Listen, it, she's one. She's the most one of the most decorated and one of the most accomplished uh, gymnasts that this country has all has to offer. She's been called the goat every single every everywhere you look. So I'm not going. So I'm not going to kill her and I'm not going to crucify her because of the fact that she took herself. She literally, and this is not like an Osaka thing where it's dealing with the, where you don't want to deal with the media and things of that nature. This is a, this is along the lines of her of her competing of her competing out there on the gym mat in the, in the arena on people in front of people on television so this is this is strict this is strictly a matter of what of what's going on during 
during her jump, during during the competition, and where when she goes up in the air, she has no idea where her body's going to go, where she's going to land, what direction her arms and her legs and her you know her limbs and her body is going. It's a I I would imagine just how just based on how she's describing it that it's a very 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 scary thing to go through, and and essentially going through these routines and and spinning and flipping. In the in the air off the off the ground, essentially kind of like in suspended animation, so to speak, and out essentially knowing how and where you're going to land, how your body's going to react, and and what and what part of your body to stick out first, so you can so you can have a clean landing and not break your and not snap your ankle or or snap your leg in half, or God forbid land land on your shoulder and, and break and dislocate your shoulder or your arm or or your collarbone or anything else. I would imagine it's a pretty scary thing to go through. You know, when you when you're going through the yips in baseball, whether it be a catcher, you know, having issues throwing the ball down to second base, throwing the ball back to the pitcher's mound, uh, or a pitcher picking a guy off at first base, whatever the case might be, you know that you know that's a that's an issue as far as it's going to that's going to impact how well they perform. But it's but it's not like that if a if a uh, catcher has the has an issue of throwing the ball down to second. Base or throwing the ball back towards the pitcher, that is that that their health, that their health is that their health is in jeopardy, and that is and that is a dangerous act and a dangerous feat. If Simone Biles goes through one of these routines and cannot get her and cannot and and something's off between her ears and her brain to where it screws up a routine for her, and God forbid she she falls and lands awkwardly and snaps her leg in half. And uh, and we're sitting here, wa- and her name's shining on social media. We have to watch that, watch the gruesome replay, and see her leg dangling and sitting out of place. And that's not that's not going to be good for us, the 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 sports fan, and and the and the audience watching it. And it certainly is going to is going to be good for her who who has to who has to deal with who has to deal with the immense pain of breaking some of breaking something and going through an injury along those lines, and also have to and also have to deal with the shame and the embarrassment of being injured on the world stage, such as the Olympics, and has to go through rehab, and it's just, it's just such a long tedious process and a whole, and, ha- and you have to go through a whole bunch of stuff that can easily just be avoided by just having the but just having the self-awareness and having the uh, fortitude and having the ability to know your body because that's all because bo- that, that's what it boils down to Simone Biles being in touch and being in tune with her mind with her mind and body and knowing what's good for not just Simone Biles the, gym, the gymnast and the Olympian and the athlete but Simone Biles the human being and saying you know what uh, it's best. It's, I'm not. I'm not all together right now. As far as I'm not all together right now. As far as as far as my state of mind is when I go through these. As far as when I go through these um uh, these exercises, it's best if I if I take myself out of the comp- competitions, not just for the betterment of my health, but also but also for the betterment of my team. Because if I sit up here and have a piss poor landing and I screw up not only is it going to affect me personally uh, uh, of course but it's also going to put my team back and it's going to put my t- and it's going to put my team and it's not going and I and me essentially performing when I'm not at my best is not going to put my is not going to put my team and my country in the best position to win that's that's all that's all this boils down to simply put that's all that's all that's all it boils down to Excuse the background noise. My sister's acting goofy, but that's that's all. That's all it boils down to. 
And if she feels that she that she isn't in the mental state of mind, that something that something is off between between her mind, between between the physical and the, and the mental uh, parts of her of her uh, going through her uh, her gymnast routines, then God bless her if she says, you know what. I'm I'm not I'm not all the, I'm not all my mind and my body is out of sync. It's not it's not it's not cohesive with each other. It's best if I if I if I have the self awareness and I and I take a deep breath and say you know what I'm gonna take a pass. So I I, I commend her for doing that. And the idea that it's selfish and it's software doing that nonsense, absolutely nonsense. It's so she's being soft. She can't handle it. It's not. It's not about the pressure of the event, because if because if you go back and look at Simone Biles' track record, she's not a she's not a human. She's not an athlete that's that's going to cave underneath the pressure. It's it's not. It's not an element of caving under the pressure or or being or me, being mentally weak or being uh, mentally weak to the point where you, where you can't where you can't hand where you can't handle performing at the top stage. She's done it before. She's been there, done that, got the t-shirt, got the gold medals to prove it. It was not a matter of the moment being too big for her or her being me, too, uh, too mentally weak to handle the moment. It's not that. Is that for whatever the reason when she's going through her routines is that her is that her body and her brain is out of sync, and and and, and something and something whatever it is 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 not clicking to the point where she feels comfortable going through her routines without risking injury and without um, potentially putting her team at a disadvantage. That's all this comes down to. Simply put, clear cut and dry. That's the best way. That's the best way you can have it explained, and 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 that's the issue, and that and that's the fact of the matter. That's the bottom line. Simply put, and if you can't get that, and if you can't un, and if you can't get that, grasp that, and understand that, I can't help you because that, that that's all it is. You 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 think you think Simone Biles like sitting there on the sideline with the mask on, watching her, watching her teammates go out there and do their thing on on the stage. The stage only comes around every four years, and you know, and and because it comes out comes around every every four years, there's a limit. There's a limited amount of opportunities because every single because every, because once the olympics come around every 4 years you're 4 years older than you were the previous olympiad so you you don't think you don't think she that she doesn't want to see that she doesn't want to seize the moment of opportunity and improve and improve upon her uh, her all-time championship legend resume come on now have the clue It, it, it's it's the yip it's essentially the yips for for gymnastics and we're all gonna have to deal with that and, and show some sympathy and have some sympathy sympathy for and show some and show some compassion instead of going out there casting judgment casting stones and 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 and, 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 and playing and playing armchair quote unquote uh, Monday morning quarterback enough. Please, no, 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 no. Your place, guys. Know your place. Unless you're a gymnast that's dealt with this before, can't say anything. Can. Can.
could you could 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 you say oh, go whatever just go out there and just deal with it and then and the next thing and then next thing you know and the next thing you know it'd be the same ones moaning and groaning oh why didn't why if this if this gymnastic squad is so good how come we didn't bring home gold in every single event can't have it both ways can't have it both ways because she she puts her own health in jeopardy. And she and she doesn't help her team do any better in, in the in the competitions they're competing in. Be smart, guys. Pay attention. Anyway, and 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 our best to Simone Biles, that she will eventually get over this uh, this little this little hiccup, this little rough patch in her what's been a marvelous marvelous career for her. Anyway, that's your program. And that's another episode of the Amatele Like It T.I.S. podcast in the books. If you like the program and you're new to the show, please subscribe. Follow your boy on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram at Amatele underscore podcast. And the show on Twitter at Amatele underscore, or not underscore, but at, at Amatele it, at Amatele it, t- look it up, damn it, for yourself. It's your boy, Josh Shields. Talk to you Wednesday. Have a good weekend. See ya.